0: The podcast for St. Joseph and Elkhart Counties that reads like an audio newspaper. This is SME Community Radio Newscast powered by Anchor.fm.
1: This is SME
2: Community Radio. Here is your top story we are following. Top story detailed forecast. Prepare for the hottest heat indexes Tuesday through Thursday. Cooling centers may be opened. Severe thunderstorm are possible from US 31 West today, but for the entire area Tuesday. Be prepared. Do not under any circumstances leave pets or children in any vehicle this week. Drink fluids and check on loved ones, elderly and homeless. Air quality alerts may be issued today. Scattered showers, then showers and thunderstorms likely after 11am, mostly cloudy, with a high near 85. South wind 10-15 mph with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 60%. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely, mainly before 3 a.m., mostly cloudy, with the low around 70. South wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 70%. New rainfall amounts between a tenth and quarter of an inch, except higher amounts possible in thunderstorms. Tuesday. A 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Partly sunny and hot, with a high near 90. Heat index values as high as 100. Southwest wind around 10 mph. Tuesday night. A 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Partly cloudy, with a low around 73. Southwest wind 5 to 10 mph. Wednesday. Showers and thunderstorms likely, mainly after 3 p.m. Partly sunny, with a high near 88. Southwest wind 5 to 15 mph, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 60%. New rainfall amounts between a tenth and quarter of an inch, except higher amounts possible in thunderstorms. Wednesday night. Showers and thunderstorms likely, mainly before 9 p.m., partly cloudy, with the low around 72. Chance of precipitation is 60%. Thursday. A chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 a.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Mostly sunny and hot, with a high near 90. Chance of precipitation is 50%. Thursday night. A 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms before 3 a.m. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 68. Friday. Mostly sunny, with a high near 82.
0: News Nation this hour, I'm James Sears. Jury selection begins today in the New York trial of R. Kelly. The singer is facing federal racketeering charges, accusing him of recruiting women and underage girls for sex. The New York indictment spans roughly a quarter century and involves six victims. Kelly also faces a trial in Chicago next month on federal charges related to allegations of sexually abusing minors, as well as separate indictments brought in Cook County. The Grammy Award winner has denied ever abusing anyone. The Senate is one step closer to passing the first part of President Biden's infrastructure plan. The $1 trillion bill cleared another hurdle last night.
3: On this vote, the yeas are 68, the nays are 29. Three-fifths of the senators duly chosen and sworn, having voted in the affirmative, the motion is agreed to.
0: Final votes are expected tonight but could drag into early tomorrow. If it passes, the bill will then go to the House. Norwegian Cruise Line can move forward with plans to set sail from Miami next weekend. A federal judge yesterday ruled that the cruise line can require passengers to be vaccinated. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis had sued Norwegian to stop so-called vaccine passports. Over the last two weeks, the U.S. has seen a 111 percent increase in new daily COVID cases, an 84 percent jump in hospitalizations and an 89 percent increase in COVID deaths. Dr. Anthony Fauci warning if more people don't get vaccinated, then coronavirus will continue to spread and mutate. He says local vaccine mandates are likely needed to stop COVID from spreading. And I believe that some people on their own,
4: once it gets approved as a full
0: approval, yeah. will go ahead and get vaccinated. But for those who do not want, I believe mandates at the local level right. need to be done. Fauci expects the FDA could soon give full approval to the Pfizer vaccine by the end of the month. He also says the elderly and at-risk groups will likely need booster shots first. Team USA is leaving the Tokyo Olympics in first place, scoring 113 medals, the most of any country. American athletes also won the most gold medals with 39, passing China by one on the final day of competition. The closing ceremony wrapped last night with fireworks. And a Russian woman is suing McDonald's, saying one of their ads tempted her into breaking her fast during Lent. The woman said she couldn't resist and went to a local restaurant to buy a hamburger. Now she's looking for the fast food giant to pay her $14 in compensation for breaching consumer protection law and causing her moral damage. Find NewsNation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and on the News Nation Now app, I'm James Sears. School starts right
5: around the corner. Goshen, first day, is August 9th. Midaberry, Concord, Mishawaka, and South Bend's first day of school is August 11th. Elkhart, first day, is August 12th. Here are the new start times for Elkhart Community Schools. Elementary, 7.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Middle school, 8.15 a.m. to 3.20 p.m. High school, 8.35 a.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. Mary Beck and Roosevelt, 8.20 a.m. to 2.50 p.m. Join Elkhart Schools Mergers Facebook page to stay up to date with what's happening around Elkhart Community Schools. Stay safe and have a wonderful day. Hello, here is a little mask school update. South Bend Community Schools is requiring all students to wear masks. Every other district besides South Bend, masks will be optional. This will change depending on the COVID-19 in the area. Please be sure to check with your local school's district on any and all upcoming information about protocols to begin the 2021 to 2022 school year. Have a wonderful day.
6: When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Maybe you're not sure how you'll make rent, or you lost your job. When you don't know where to turn, let 211 be your guiding light. Our guides are ready to connect you with the help you need.
7: 211, how can I help you?
6: Call or visit 211.org. 211, 2-1-1. get connected, get help. A message from United Way and the Ad Council.
8: Learn more at She and Stem, a message
9: brought to you by the Ad Council.
10: I may never have met you. We don't go way back. Maybe we wouldn't even be friends if we did. But when you wear a mask, you have my respect. Because your mask doesn't protect you. It protects me. I wear my mask to protect you. Mask Up, America. Brought to you by the Ed
11: Council. This is an important message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. In a heat wave, keeping your cool will keep you healthy. People and animals should stay indoors. If you don't have air conditioning, go to the mall or the library or a community relief shelter. Remember to drink more fluids, but avoid alcohol and high sugar drinks. When going out, wear light clothing and never leave any persons, especially infants or young children or animals, in a closed, parked vehicle.
8: Welcome to 2021 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times.
4: The investigation will determine whether the Phoenix Police Department engages in a pattern or practice of violations of the Constitution or federal law.
8: Attorney General Merrick Garland says the Civil Rights Division will investigate the Phoenix Police Department to find out if the department uses excessive force or retaliation, engages in discriminatory policing, or violates the Americans with Disabilities Act. In a Friday speech at the White House, President Biden touted the employment report showing nearly a million jobs created last month.
12: And while we have doubtlessly will have ups and downs along the way as we continue to battle the Delta surge of COVID, The Biden plan is working. The Biden plan produces
10: results, and the Biden plan is moving the country forward.
8: The administration is extending the pandemic pause on federal student loan payments through the end of January. Education Department officials said this would be the final extension. Biden has also signed an executive order that aims to make half of all new vehicles sold in 2030 electric, a move backed by the biggest U.S. car makers. and e News reporter Ariana Skybell says with less than 4 percent of the market, the U.S. falls far behind other countries, in new EVs.
13: In Europe, that number is closer to 11% and expected to hit about 20% by 2025.
8: The EPA and Department of Transportation are reversing a Trump-era rollback of fuel efficiency rules. The new standards would require average vehicle mileage of more than 50 miles per gallon in five years, which would shrink average emissions by 10% for the 2023 model year. The rules would become stricter each following year. Texas Democrats on Saturday again denied Republicans in in the State House, the quorum needed to start legislating. Governor Greg Abbott called a second special session this week in his latest attempt to pass a GOP backed election bill, imposing sweeping voting restrictions. Democratic Texas State Representative Sanfronia Thompson. We've been able to
14: derail this bill that the Republicans have had to suppress our vote in Texas for now. And we have done it by sticking together and coming here and knocking on doors and the Congress and the Congress persons here have been gracious enough to open
8: them. Two of the new members of the U.S. Postal Service's Board of Governors spoke out Friday against Postmaster General Louis DeJoy's plan to slow delivery of about 40 percent of first-class mail, but the board took no steps to stop or modify his 10-year plan. The U.S. healthcare care system ranked last in 11 wealthy countries, despite costing the most as a portion of GDP. That's according to an analysis by the Commonwealth Fund. Half of lower-income U.S. adults surveyed said cost prevented them from getting care. I'm Nadia Ramlagan for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org.
10: The Public News Service Daily Newscast, August the 9th, 2021. I'm Mike Clifford. We begin the newscast today in Montana, where 200,000 families are seeing extra money in their bank accounts because of the extended federal Child care tax credit. More than that from Eric take it off.
15: The second round of monthly payments, two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars per child, is expected to come at the end of this week. Haley Morton is a housekeeping manager for a hotel in Missoula. She has three kids and says she used the first payment for rent and groceries and saved the rest.
9: I am grateful for the extra help through the month because that's what's really gonna save me.
15: However, Morton says she might not qualify for the second round of payments because of the income threshold. A Census Bureau survey from early July finds a great need for help among Montana families with children. Nearly 60,000 said they found it somewhat or very difficult to pay their regular bills in the last week.
10: Dr. Anthony Fauci said Sunday it's likely that the elderly, among others, with compromised immune systems, will need to get booster shots to protect them against COVID-19. That from the New York Post. Speaking on NBC's Meet the Press, Fauci said there's no doubt over time you're going to have attenuation of protection. He added, if you look at the data from Pfizer, Pfizer shows it went down from the 90s to around 84% efficiency after a few months. And just a week remains now before the window closes for Texans to take advantage of a special enrollment period for the Affordable Care Act.
3: The Biden administration's 2021 special enrollment period for ACA health insurance began in February and ends on Monday, August 15th. Notable subsidies were made available for this six-month period to encourage more people to get health coverage during the pandemic. Lisa Rodriguez with AARP Texas says 20% of the state's population, or 5 million people, live without health insurance, typically due to affordability or accessibility.
9: So if you looked before and it was too expensive, it may be affordable this go-around, again, because of subsidies that were made available by the American Rescue Plan.
3: Through mid-July, more than 2 million Americans had signed up for insurance through the ACA during the one-off enrollment period, according to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. The special six-month window was created to help people who lost health insurance due to a job loss in the pandemic. Rodriguez says it's an especially good time for older adults who are pre-Medicare, ages 50 to 64, to learn more about what's available through the ACA. In Texas, that includes many groups affected by racial and ethnic coverage disparities. Rodriguez says some people may end up paying no insurance premium, while others could save up to thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ross Brown reporting. This is PNS.
10: Sunday marked the beginning of National Health Center week, a chance to spotlight important contributions made by safety net
15: hospitals and clinics in Colorado and across the nation. Polly Anderson with the Colorado Community Health Network says the past year found centers scrambling to meet multiple challenges brought by COVID. She says centers in Colorado showed a tremendous amount of adaptation to continue caring for patients.
9: And real-time innovation to adapt technology, to change their staffing practices, to focus on patient access and safety, and to develop new community partnerships in the midst of a lot of upheaval and change during the pandemic.
15: Switching to telehealth, which involved overcoming significant technical and procedural challenges allowed patients to safely access care while also protecting staff. Anderson says all that work now means that more of the state's residents will be able to access health care, especially patients in rural areas and those without smartphones or high-speed internet. But she warns some of the telehealth services implemented during the pandemic are at risk of expiring soon unless federal policymakers act. I'm Eric Galatis.
10: And over the weekend, local celebrations held in honor of Minnesota's Suni Lee, who brought home a trio of gymnastic medals from the Olympic Games in Tokyo.
16: The city of St. Paul is bursting with pride after one of its own made history at the Summer Games. The 18-year-old Lee became the first Asian-American woman to win gold in the Olympics all-around competition. She captured silver and bronze medals as well. Botao Arabe of the Coalition of Asian American Leaders, who, like Lee, is of Hmong descent, says this is a big deal for their people.
3: We
6: often talk about our Hmong community, and I feel like it's often about tragedies or about needs, but this moment is really a moment of celebration.
16: She says despite their contributions, Hmong people can feel invisible and oftentimes are lumped in with other Asian origin groups in America. I'm Mike Mowen.
10: Finally, Mary Sherman tells us that researchers in Ohio bringing a social work lens to agriculture, examining the challenges that affect farmers' mental health.
13: Fiona Doherty, a doctoral student at the Ohio State University College of Social Work, explains the challenges for beginning farmers include land access, startup capital, work-life balance, and gaining technical knowledge.
6: Those first couple
9: years can be a roller coaster of kind of learning
6: the hard way through mistakes, especially if they are first-generation farmers.
13: Dirty and other OSU researchers have teamed up with the Ohio Ecological Food and Farming Association. In a 2021 survey from the American Farm Bureau, more than half of farmers reported mental health challenges, and two in three said the pandemic had affected their mental health.
10: This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. We are member and listener supported, heard on interesting radio stations, and you can find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. <laughs>
6: On the Black Information Network.
10: This is the BIM Daily Update.
7: I'm Vanessa Tyler.
17: And I'm Mike Stevens on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network.
7: A bystander happened to catch a disturbing scene and capture it on cell phone camera.
3: Dude, you cannot put your kid key the... To-
7: but the mother did it anyway and drove off, leading Pueblo, Colorado police on her urgent search to find the car, the mother and especially the kid. We're aware
17: of the video. We have detectives working
7: the case. Pueblo police tell KRDO-TV they tracked her down and arrested the mother, 33-year-old Chelsea Trujillo. Among her charges, child abuse. Her five-year-old son is safe with no apparent physical wounds.
17: Educators knew the pandemic would hurt children academically Now, a new study shows the gender gap is wider for black boys who are falling through the cracks. Officials in the Chicago school district say the pandemic has caused more damage for Black and Latino students. But data obtained by Chalkbeat shows even more disparities when you add in gender. Black and Latino boys had lower attendance and lower grades.
7: Here's some great news for the millions of Americans, especially in the Black community, who owe student loans and thought they would have to resume repaying in September. President Biden just announced there is more time. The administration is extending that pandemic pause on federal student loan payments until January 31st. The bad news is, the administration says, this will be the final extension. Waiting for
17: something in the mail? Well, come October, you may have to wait even longer. The post office has a new plan to cut down on losses by cutting down on service. Starting October 1st, first-class mail will go from one to three days to one to five days. Some periodicals will get to home slower, too. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy says Americans will still get their mail six days a week, though. DeJoy says while the slight change in service may be uncomfortable, it is necessary to get the finances of the U.S. Postal Service in order.
7: Hundreds of those protesters who hit the streets of Havana are still being held. Cuban officials arrested them July 11th after marchers displayed a show of dissidents rarely seen. Most were arrested on charges of public disorder. Reports are as many as 60 Two people have already been tried and sentenced for taking part in the anti-government demonstrations. Then there are dozens reportedly that just disappeared. According to Human Rights Watch, their families have no idea where they are. The people are demanding better living conditions. The Cuban government blames the U.S. embargo, which they say has hurt Cuba for generations. The pieces are simply exquisite. It's jewelry by black jewelry designers, famed Sotheby's will host its first selling exhibition featuring these talented jewelry artists. There will be 60 specially hand-picked eye-popping pieces on display. Often pieces are African inspired, but these come from a different inspiration. The pieces are modern, bold, brilliant, can be pricey too, going from a range of $1,500 to $1 million. The show will run in Sotheby's New York Gallery from September 17th through the 26th. Enjoy. I'm Vanessa Tyler with Mike Stevens on your home for 24-7 News,
6: the Black Information Network. Your busy schedule makes it tough to find the time to plan, prepare, and cook nutritious meals for your family. With Real Eats, you can serve chef-prepared, nutritionist-approved meals made with real ingredients for as little as $8.33 per meal. Try it now and save big. Head to realeats.com and use code meals80 to get $20 off each week for four weeks plus free shipping. That's R E A L E A T S dot com and use code M E A L S 80 for $80 off your first four weeks plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Sally Hansen. Introducing new It Takes Two, your favorite Sally Hansen Miracle Gel. Now available in one convenient pack two simple steps color and top coat for an up to eight day mani our newest innovation from the Sally Hansen miracle gel that you love so you can create a perfect manicure anywhere find Sally Hansen at your local retailer
18: this episode is brought to you by today's military preparing for what's next is a big part of becoming an adult And for some young adults, there are few choices more meaningful than choosing to serve in the military as their parent. Make sure you have every resource you need to make the conversation about joining an informed, productive one. Because your support today means their success tomorrow. Learn
7: more now at todaysmilitary.com.
17: I'm Mike
6: Stevens.
7: And I'm Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network.
6: When I saw the flyer, I thought that there was enough truth mixed in to the lie to make the lie that much more effective.
17: That black woman's talking about a flyer being put up around the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. area with disinformation about the coronavirus vaccine. It calls the shots experimental and dangerous for African-Americans, which doctors say is not true. And with blacks already being about 50 percent vaccinated nationwide, medical professionals like black doctor George Askew say the misinformation could cost black lives
19: to further campaign to increase hesitancy to take the vaccine which is a life-saving elixir i think is
17: unconscionable the experts say getting the shots will save lives. The pandemic
7: has shifted to become
19: a pandemic of the unvaccinated.
17: It's not clear who's putting out the misinformation flyers.
7: It's bad enough when someone refuses to wear a COVID mask when they are required to by law. But for the person telling them to do it to be hit with a barrage of racial slurs, it's even worse. A white man from Weehawken, New Jersey, has been arrested on assault and disorderly conduct charges after he was caught on camera verbally attacking a New Jersey transit conductor who is black and simply requested he take the mask that was hanging on his ear and put it over his mouth and
6: nose.
17: A Florida sheriff's office is refusing to back down on the decision to send unusual letters to residents identified as Prolific offenders. The letters say they're being watched to keep them from committing more crimes in the future. Officials say this is an effort to deter crime and it targets adult, repeat, violent, and drug offenders. The letters say if they stay out of trouble for the next two years, they will be removed from the program, and the sheriff is willing to offer support for those dealing with mental health, substance abuse, domestic violence, homelessness, or employment problems. It's not clear if this is being done anywhere else in the country.
7: A new study shows black military veterans who could use advanced medical treatment for their prostate cancer are less likely to get it than other groups but researchers say it does not appear racial discrimination is causing the problem. Previous findings have shown the procedures that could save their lives are being avoided because they could cause erectile dysfunction and incontinence. African Americans are urged to start getting checked for colon and prostate cancer at the age of 45.
17: She's not a household name just yet, but soon she may be. African-American Olympian Jasmine Moore is now home in North Texas. She's one of the best in the world in the triple jump. And at 20, she's one of the youngest members of the USA track and field team. Jasmine missed making the finals by less than half a meter in Tokyo. But she told WFAA TV her goal is to show up and show out at the next Olympics.
9: Definitely to make Paris and then have my family there to actually cheer me on be amazing.
17: She's now getting ready to go back to college for her junior year, and we wish her the best. I'm Mike Stevens with Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network.
6: The kids are going back to school soon, and that means you'll need dinner ideas. Lots of them. But with your busy schedule, finding the time to plan, prep, and cook nutritious meals for your family can be a struggle. Thankfully, a company called Real Eats has a solution. They discovered a restaurant industry secret that makes it simple to enjoy real food, reduce waste, and support local farms. Real Eats delivers chef-prepared, nutritionist-approved meals made with real ingredients right to your doorstep, all for as little as $8.33 per meal. Their meals are fully prepared and delivered fresh, never frozen, so they can be on your table in just six minutes. Choose from a menu that includes steak, shrimp, chicken, salmon, and even vegetarian dishes. Try Real Eats now and save big. Head to RealEats.com and use code Meals80 to get $20 off each week for four weeks plus free shipping. That's R E A L E A T S dot com. And use code M E A L S 80 for $80 off your first four weeks plus free shipping.
16: This episode is brought to you by Experience. Staying in shape isn't easy, except when it comes to your credit. Keep it strong with Experian Boost. It's the only way to raise your FICO score instantly and for free. And better credit scores can help you save money in lots of ways, like lower interest rates. Go to Experian.com boost or download the Experian app to get started. Results may vary. Visit Experian.com for details.
18: This episode is brought to you by Gartner. Are you making the right decisions for your business? Transform your organization through Gartner's Business and Technology Conference Series. You'll be guided by experts and gain access to a peer network to help you make faster, smarter decisions. Use code SPOTIFY for a discount on standard registration rates. Experience Gartner Conferences at gartner.com conferences
0: your money on the Black Information
4: Network. After days of cancellations and throngs of angry customers crowding airport terminals, Spirit Airlines CEO Ted Christie says it hasn't been the company's proudest moment. He told CBS this morning that he hates to see customers stranded.
16: It's heart-wrenching. Uh, it's a terrible experience and we're doing our best uh, to make up for that and I believe we have so that those people are either where they belong or they're in a hotel or, or afforded
4: the option to go somewhere else. He blamed more than seven 1,700 cancellations on bad weather and staffing issues. The airline has canceled more than half of its flights in recent days. Spoiler alert, it's not over. More flight cancellations are on deck. The unemployment rate fell to 5.4% as the economy added 943,000 jobs in July, with strong gains across demographic groups, despite persistent inequalities in the labor market. CNBC reports black and Hispanic unemployment fell to 82 and 6.6% Respectively, but those numbers are high compared with the jobless race for whites and Asians. Joblessness for whites was the lowest at 4.8%, and for Asians, it was down to 5.3%. Money news at 24 and 54 minutes past each hour. I'm Julius White on the Black Information Network. Download the BIN
11: Daily Update every morning on the iHeartRadio app. This is an important message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. When you must be outdoors in hot weather, take steps to stay cool and healthy. Cut down on exercise and other hard tasks. Drink two to four glasses of cool, non alcoholic fluids every hour. Rest often in shady areas. Wear light clothing and protect yourself from the sun with a wide brimmed hat, sunglasses, and sunscreen, SPF 15 or higher.
13: Today's episode is sponsored by Comcast. Good morning, welcome to Axios today. It's Monday, August 9th. I'm Nyla Budu. Here's what you need to know today. The pandemic has changed our relationship with trash. Plus, Ina Fried's biggest takeaways from the Olympics. But first, today's one big thing. Global scientists' strongest stance yet on climate change. The U.N.'s Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has released its latest report this morning on global warming, and it's troubling. To give you an idea of why this report matters, in 2018, it galvanized one great Thunberg and an entire youth movement around climate change. Axios's Andrew Friedman is here to catch us up on this report. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. How does this report speak to the moment that we're in right now?
20: So this report arrives right as we're watching raging wildfires in the Western US, in uh, the Mediterranean region of Europe, in Siberia. It arrives when we have all these heat waves going on. And it basically seals the deal on the question of whether human-caused climate change is having an influence on extreme events. And it just says, essentially, yes, And every single increment, every tenth of a degree of global warming makes those extreme events much worse, particularly when you're talking about heat waves and extreme precipitation events, as well as drought and wildfire as well.
13: So that strong language in that report, that's a first, calling the connection between human activity and global warming, quote, unequivocal. Why is that language important?
20: So that language is the most heavily argued language in this report. And this means that 195 country representatives agreed that the human influence on climate change is unequivocal, that essentially the argument that anything other than human activities such as the burning of fossil fuels, deforestation, anything other than that causing climate change doesn't hold water anymore. That, that they're really finally saying, this is us. This is all happening faster than we thought. And there is still some time left and actions left in our toolbox to do things that will significantly lessen the impacts.
13: If you looked at this report like an MRI or a CAT scan of the Earth system, what would it show?
20: It would show a planet where the impacts of climate change are now evident in every part of the globe that is populated whether that is surface air temperatures increasing ice melting heat waves happening wildfires happening everything is observable detectable and happening in the direction that would be expected due to human activities you know if i were to liken it to a doctor's checkup this is when they would be sitting you down to to give you some bad but not yet fatal news
13: Andrew Friedman is a climate and energy reporter and also co-writes the Axios Generate newsletter. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me. In 15 seconds, how startups are capitalizing on all the garbage we're making.
0: Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach 50 million low-income Americans with the tools and resources they need to succeed in a digital world. Learn more at comcast.com slash education.
13: Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. I always have this fear when I see trash on the ground, like all the paper masks that are on the street in D.C. that we're turning into a world like in the movie Wall-E. Yes, but while the U.S. has been generating a lot more household trash since the pandemic began, there's also a new group of startups trying to fix this. Axios' business reporter, Hope King, has been diving in. Good morning, Hope. Hi, Nyla. How are you? Hope, I'm good. How much waste do we actually create every day?
9: Well, before the pandemic, the average American was producing around five pounds of trash per day. So if it's from the package that we have to hold our new bed sheets, or all those little sugar cubes that come with our coffees, I mean, there's just an enormous amount of trash that we sometimes don't even realize we're producing.
13: And are other people like me, do Americans care about this?
9: I think they do, and they're starting to, and that's because when you are at home, you see how much trash you're producing. You know, when we used to commute, we would throw our trash into the waste bins on our way to the subway or in a parking lot somewhere or at work. They would all be taken care of by somebody else. But when we are home and we see the boxes piling up, we really are beginning to see just how much we're producing.
13: So what solutions are we seeing from companies on this front?
9: What startups are really able to do right now, what investors are really excited about are solutions that increase at a mass scale. So one example is a company called Ecovative. They have produced a type of material based on the root structure of mushrooms, and they produce a type of product that can be manufactured for all kinds of things like packaging. They can even be used for things like textiles. Those products can actually be biodegradable and break down. Even if you have plastics that are compostable, those plastics never fully... Break down. They just break down into smaller and smaller pieces. So we need solutions like this where we're actually producing materials that are going into everything that we buy versus just buying less or having reusable containers.
13: We started this morning's podcast with Andrew Friedman about the dire climate report. Is this maybe a hopeful part of how we're dealing with the environment?
9: I sure hope so. I think the more people are aware that even some of the things that they buy that are quote unquote compostable are actually not going to break down ultimately, I think this will drive much more change at a broader level. The other exciting part about this is that because consumers are more interested and are buying into these products, venture capital wants to go there. They want to make money off of mass consumer trends. And so the more that we are doing this, we give them the reason to fund more of the change, which I think will, of course, benefit everybody in. And of course, the Earth. Axios
13: business reporter Hope King. Thank you, Hope. Thank you. All during this Olympics, we've had the privilege of hearing from Axios's Ina Free with regular dispatches from Tokyo. Well, last night was the closing ceremony. So to wrap things up, we caught up with Ina before she left Japan to talk about her Olympic experience. Hey, Ina.
21: Hey, Nyla. Great to talk to you.
13: Now that the Olympics have wrapped up. First, I just wanted to ask what your big takeaway is of these Tokyo Games.
21: I mean, I think the question was going to be, would the Olympics produce some other moments that weren't COVID-related? And I think to that degree, the answer was yes.
13: What was the strangest part of these COVID Games?
21: I think it was not just that there weren't fans, because we all knew that, but just there was no interaction with the Japanese people. You know, they weren't allowed to be where we were and we weren't allowed to be where they were, which made sense. It was important to making this games as safe as possible, but it was, you know, very, very strange.
13: And the times that you were able to interact with Japanese uh, people, they were really appreciative that you were there.
21: They were. You know, I think the attitudes towards the games did shift some over the games when it became clear that, the Olympics themselves weren't bringing in this massive amount of COVID or at least don't seem to have, which I think would be very unfortunate for Japan, which is already going to be left with a huge bill. It would be so unfortunate if they were also left with greater COVID from the Olympics.
13: Yeah, I'm remembering your tweets about giving your Olympic pin out on the subway when you finally were able to explore Tokyo. And that seems special.
21: That one woman certainly was. It was beautiful, you know, when she started singing, I left my art in San Francisco when I told her I was from San Francisco. And I loved that moment. I loved being able to give a Japanese person a little bit something from this game because I think most don't really have anything to hold on to. They don't really get anything out of these games, which is really unfortunate because you always pay a lot, but you should get something. You should get an experience. And the people of Tokyo really didn't get that.
13: Axios is Ina Freed. Thank you and have a safe trip back home.
21: Thanks. Talk to you soon.
13: That's it for us today. You can always reach our team by emailing podcasts at axios.com. You can message me on Twitter or you can text me. The number is 202-918-4893. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.
0: In the last 10 years, Comcast's Internet Essentials program has connected more than 10 million Americans to broadband internet at home. Now, Comcast is committing $1 billion over the next 10 years to reach 50 million low-income Americans with the resources they need to succeed in a digital world. Learn more at comcast.com education.
8: Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
9: Loving God, Jesus Christ, and community. Here are special items of interest for you.
1: John Schaefer brings you the topic of homelessness in Michiana. Learn something new. Be informed and help. Coming up to you next. Next.
14: This is John Schaefer, and I wanted to talk today about the difficulties of homelessness compared to those of us fortunate and blessed enough that we have a house to live in and things that we're able to do from time to time. So obviously, um, someone who is Homeless Does not have A bed to sleep in They're not able To jump in their car And drive to the store Go visit Friends and family Take a vacation And go somewhere Interesting and Nice and beautiful Have fun When do you think the last time was when someone that is homeless had fun? When was the last time they had a great meal at a good restaurant? When was the last time they got together with family and friends and had a party? When was the last time they even celebrated their birthday? When was the last time they took a vacation? When was the last time that they were able to jump in their car and go to the store and buy whatever groceries they wanted? These are the things that homeless people are not able to do they miss out on they do not have those simple pleasures and special moments that can be part of our day on any given day and it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, when someone that is homeless, their only enjoyment in life might be eating that day. Their only enjoyment might be that they actually find a safe place to sleep. They might actually get to sleep in a bed a few times a year. Not every night, like we do. The simple joys of someone that is homeless might be that when you have to go to the bathroom, you're fortunately in a place where it's air-conditioned and a nice, clean bathroom, instead of having to go outside. Simple pleasures might be that in every few weeks or every other month you're able to afford to do laundry and have clean clothes to wear. So many things we take for granted that someone that is homeless cannot enjoy, they do not have the same advantages, they do not have the same blessings, and they're not fortunate. Now, you would think not having these enjoyments in life would motivate them to Get out of homelessness. But homelessness is a trap. And when you fall into that trap, it is not easy to get out. It takes money in life, it takes motivation, it takes willpower, and when you become homeless, you are beaten down to the lowest point of your entire life. Having the motivation, the desire, the will, the means, the finances to get back up on your feet, climb out of that trap is not very possible at times, and that's why it is a trap. When you look at someone who is homeless, try not to judge them because you don't know what happened in their life that brought them to that point of being homeless. And thank God every day, for those simple pleasures that you enjoy and often take for granted. This is John Schaefer. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this program this week. Have a great week. Until next time.
12: When John Bader died back in late 2018, he and his wife Anne had been married for 86 years. John was 107 years old and at the time of his death and Anne was 103 when he died. Earlier on they were interviewed and, and asked what the secret to their lasting marriage was. John replied, live within your means and be content. When John Bader spoke about contentment, he, when he spoke about contentment being the the, the long lasting part of their marriage, he was talking about the contentment with their material possessions and their ability to live within their means. But he was also talking about another type of contentment is the word. Contentment. He was also talking about another type of contentment. Through good and bad and thick and thin, it was their decision to be content with each other. More than anything else, to be content with each other the base, the foundation of their marriage. The Tenth Commandment speaks directly of a condition that troubles all of us. It speaks directly of our desire for what we don't have, for what we can't have, and it speaks directly of our desire for what we should not have as well especially when what we want so desperately belongs to to someone else. The word covet, when used in many biblical translations, means to strongly desire something, to strongly want something. But I like how the Common English Bible translated it, because the Common English Bible speaks in everyday terms, like we pretty much talk today. Instead of using the term covet, the the Common English Bible translates the word covet to mean our desire to try to take something. Our desire to try to take something. Meaning we want whatever it is so much that we're willing to do just about anything to, to get it. Kind of like little kids do when they're playing together. If one kid wants what the other kid has, he does what? He just... Reaches out, grabs it, and takes it. And, of course, the other kid reciprocates by reaching out and grabbing and taking it back. A grown-up example of this might be when David craved Uriah's wife Bathsheba. He wanted her. He took her. And he had Uriah killed in the process. And then there was King Ahab, and we, we talked about last week. Ahab wanted Naboth's land, and Naboth didn't want to sell, so Jezebel had Naboth killed so that they could claim their land. But the first act of, of coveting something, of, of wanting to try to take something that's not yours, shows up in the story of, of Adam and Eve way back in the beginning of time. God told them they could eat any fruit on any tree except for one, that being the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the fruit. So let me ask you something this morning. What happens when you're told you can't have something or you're not supposed to do something? What happens when you're told you're not supposed to have something or you're not supposed to do something? For most of us, I and I think I'm speaking for me, that something in our brain kicks in and makes that object that much more desirable. If the speed limit's 65, do you go 65? Of course you don't you. You and I both know that you can fudge a little bit. We know that the, the police are going to give us that extra five miles an hour, so we don't go 65. We, we go 70 or faster. When the sign says, do not touch, something in our head kicks in and makes us want to, want to touch it even more. God says, don't eat this fruit, and we say to ourselves, hmm, If he doesn't want me to eat that fruit, there must be something special about it. And maybe that's why Paul wrote that I would not have known that it it is to covet if the law hadn't said, you shall not covet. But sin seizing an opportunity produced in me all kinds of covetousness. Adam and Eve were told they, they couldn't have it, which... Peak their desire to try to take it, even though it was against God's will. The entire story about Adam and Eve isn't isn't just to to help us understand historical biblical principles. And it's not about us helping trying to decide who was responsible for, for bringing sin into the world, Adam or Eve, who did it first. It's a story that's meant to teach us about ourselves. It's a story told so that we know that there are things in our lives that are considered off-limits, things that God says we should not have. But the fact that they're off-limits is what piques our desire for it, isn't it? That little voice in our heads or or the voice of other people that are constantly at work in our minds. Attempting to convince us that it's it's okay to what we to have what we shouldn't have until until we can't just can't we can't take it anymore and, and in, in a in a moment of opportunity we pick up this forbidden fruit and, and we eat it and and boy is it good. It's delicious. But there are also repercussions to our sinful acts. There are consequences to be paid. There are repercussions in the form of of feelings of, of shame and of alienation and endless guilt for what we've done. We all struggle with wanting stuff. We want what our neighbors have. I'd love to have Tim's boat. Dan's car. Joanne's farm out there and all that land. We all struggle with, with having more. We struggle and we struggle for, for more in our capitalistic society and it's all based it's all based on a false lie. A lie that says your happiness and your and your success is based on the abundance of your possessions. It's all the more you have the happier you're gonna be. The more expensive it is, the happier you're going to be. I mean, let's face it, we live in an economic system that relies on fueling our desire to have more and more and more. Economists say it's good for the economy. It helps increase consumer spending, we might say. The people around us that, that manufacture and sell and provide goods and services are constantly working to create new products and to, and to make better old products because they want you to buy it. Our favorite actor or actress advertises something on TV, so we say to ourselves, I've got to try that. If it's good enough for her, it's good enough for me. Our favorite singer uses it. so. I'm going to use it too. And it all works because psychologically our hearts are drawn to have more, and the more we have, the better off we're going to be. Our hearts and our minds are designed to covet, to want more. So you see, capitalism is wonderful. It fuels innovation, it promotes constant improvement, it creates jobs, and it creates opportunities, and it requires thousands and thousands of different companies and and tens of thousands of, of very, very smart people to try to convince you and me that we don't have enough, and what we have isn't enough. These guys work around the clock to convince us that we have to have something just a little bit nicer, just a, a little bit bigger. And we would we'd be so much happier if we had it all, and our lives would feel so much more fulfilled. We talk about this at home, but you know, every time you search for something online or or buy something online, Google and, and Facebook and, and Twitter know what you're buying they know what you like they know where you live they know what your what your preferences are they they know how old you are and they even know what stage of life you're in and that's why you get so many marketing emails and marketing texts and and so many pop-ups and things on your computer because you're being followed because they want to encourage us to to want more than we already have. It all points to the fact that we live in a world in which we're constantly encouraged to want more. But just because we want more doesn't always mean that we covet something, though. I mean, not all of our desires are are unhealthy or sinful. We want more. Good food, we want good relationships with each other. We want time with family and friends, we we want vacation time for ourselves. But when our when our when our passion for wanting things starts to consume us, when our time and our emotions and our money starts to be used for things that we don't really need and, and should have been used for something else. When, when any of these things becomes an obsession, when we get this thought in our head becomes that it becomes a constant desire for something that we're not meant to have, then we cross the line, you see. We cross the line and it becomes an act of greed. It becomes coveting something that we don't really need. When we desire something to... We get to the point that we'd act immorally or even sometimes think about acting immorally. We want things so bad. When we become fixated on something that we're not meant to have, something that that maybe will hurt us or others, or something that we know God definitely doesn't want us to have, we violated the 10th commandment. When we begin to treat these these objects that we desire as a, as a false god or an idol or, or an object becomes more important to us than God, then we violated the 10th commandment. When we've overspent and we put ourselves in debt in order to have what we so desperately want. When we should be taking care of our family and friends instead of buying things we want, we've, we violated the 10th commandment. It becomes a a way of life for us. And when it becomes a way of life for us, one gets to the point where it's kind of like Mick Jagger said, you know, I try and I try, but I just can't get no satisfaction. No matter what I do, no matter how much I have. Beginning at the 55th chapter of Isaiah, God through the prophet Isaiah asked, why spend your money on food that doesn't give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Why waste your money on stuff, he said. It doesn't last forever. It only meets our physical needs. He said, if you're going to pursue something, why not pursue something that will really satisfy you? Why not pursue God? Why not pursue the salvation that he freely offers to each and every one of us? And Isaiah goes on to say, Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he's near. Turn to our God for he will forgive. And if you do, you will live in joy and peace. See, God's not planning on, on moving away from you and me. He doesn't, he, he doesn't do that. But the deeper we get into this wanting this and wanting this for ourselves, the farther and farther away we become from him. And the farther away we get from him and the more barriers we build between him and us, it only makes us harder then for us to return back to him again. It's only when we put everything else aside and make God our greatest desire that we'll be able to find our greatest satisfaction. That's what he tells us. That's what he tells us. That's why the Ten Commandments begin with, I am the Lord your God. You must not have any other God before me. And then he goes on to say, you must not make yourself an idol of any kind. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind. The more we make the things we desire our gods, the less joy and satisfaction we're going to find in life. But that's what what sin can do with, we listened to Keith this morning. It can take something good and it can turn it into a, a weapon of evil. William Barclay calls it the loveliness of love and turn it into the obsession of money and power. It can take the beauty of friendship and use it as a seduction to the wrong things. Put something into the category of being forbidden or or place something out of bounds and immediately it all becomes fascinating to us. It all becomes that we need it. But remember the good life. Remember life that can only be found in God. Don't worry about everyday life, Jesus said. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, life is more than food and more than clothes. He said, look for the kingdom of God. Above all else, seek the kingdom of God. And he will give you everything you need. John Bader and his wife Anne were together for... 86 years, content with what they had and content with each other. If we're meant to crave anything, if we're meant to want anything so desperately, we're meant to crave the experience of knowing God and following God's will. We're meant to experience the life that God wants each and every one of us to have. And that, my friends, if if we do that, that is where we'll find our greatest satisfaction. Amen.
10: Box on
16: Microsoft's cloud-based Windows 365 service has had to pause free trials because of demand. Launched at the beginning of the month, the service offers Windows-based PCs that exist in the cloud and can be accessed from any device, including the Mac, iPhones, iPads, and Android devices. The virtual computers can be configured with up to 32 gigs of RAM, 8 CPUs, and a half terabyte of storage space. But shortly after the launch, the service reached maximum capacity for signups on the first, First day when Microsoft's 365 Twitter account noting, quote, we have seen unbelievable response to Windows 365 and need to pause our free trial program while we provision additional capacity. Currently, the service is only available to businesses with per user prices starting at 20 bucks a month. The early reviews are glowing for the service, with users noting regardless of device, the virtual computers are speedy and fully functional and can even handle file transfers from the local device. With Fox on Tech, I'm Brett Larson,
19: Fox News. A lot of my friends basically went to work for the cartels right off the bat. Ed Calderon spent his career confronting Mexico's ruthless drug cartels face-to-face. Nightly raids on different houses and places where people were suspected of storing drugs. The former paramilitary law enforcement officer was born and raised in what he calls one of the most heavily trafficked cities on the planet, Tijuana. The vehicle carrying this man, the assistant chief of Tijuana's municipal police, sits riddled with bullets. He was found probably 12 hours later uh, with his uh, ID screwed into his forehead, tortured to death, basically. You know, it scared the out of all of (laughs) us. Ed acquired a set of unique survival skills that has earned him the nickname, the Sneak Reaper. A bag of tricks that makes special operators nervous and maybe even a little jealous. In exactly two minutes, I'm gonna start putting more restraints on you. Hurry the f- up! One of his more signature strengths is teaching people how to avoid being kidnapped or how to increase your odds if you aren't as lucky. Everybody's capable of being dangerous at any time, even if they're handcuffed, even if they're bound. What makes you dangerous is your nature. In the Alchemy of Violence, Narcos, Reapers, and Survival, Ed talks about facing the real Grim Reaper. We were uh, being targeted. People had eyes on us. And explains how his brushes with true violence have changed him and how he's used that alchemy to find and help others.
10: Listen to the complete season of Alchemy of Violence on Fox News Podcast Plus starting July 12th. Fox News Podcast Plus is our new subscriber-based offering without commercials. Includes bonus content and exclusive shows like this one, exclusively on Apple Podcasts. Visit
15: foxnewspodcast.com. Profile America, Monday, August 9th. Today is the start of National Health Center Week, an occasion with greatly elevated importance this year. Started some thirty years ago, the effort to spotlight the distinctiveness and importance of localized health centers across our varied communities is noted by congressional resolutions and presidential proclamations. Such centers aim to deliver high-quality, culturally competent, comprehensive primary care as well as supportive services such as health education, translation, and transportation that promote access to health care. Nationwide, there are over 46,000 outpatient care centers employing 1.1 million doctors, nurses, and staff. Nearly 18,000 of these establishments are nonprofit facilities. You can find more facts about America's people, places, and economy from the American Community Survey at census.gov.
1: This concludes Monday's newscast for SME Community Radio please drop us a line and make sure you share this audio podcast on your Facebook personal pages and group pages so we can increase our listenership now that we have been uh, over to a podcast set up since the 1st of July. Everybody please come back this afternoon for my afternoon show released between 410 and 430 daily. I'll be speaking to Ron Verash on race summaries so we'll talk a little bit about that and I will be talking to Sylvia Stark this week about the beginning of school for Miss Shannon kids especially particularly Elgar community schools stay cool stay hydrated check on loved ones this heat is not going to be good severe weather is also potential see you this afternoon